Hello and welcome to the Navy Blue Corner. I'm Ian, joined as always by my good mate, Lockie, and we could not be more excited to preview and build up Carlton's mm. semi-final clash against Melbourne at the MCG on Friday night, a decade since our last semi-final. And it's actually the furthest wow. game in a final series that both of us have witnessed. It's happened twice. Unfortunately, we haven't got the win. We haven't seen Carlton progress further. So we are beyond mm-hmm. excited and pumped to see the Baggers finally do that with a big win against Melbourne. Mm-hmm. But Lockie, how are you, mate? And, you know, it's Thursday night. We are one <laughs> day before the big game. How are you feeling about it all? Feeling very good. Thank you, mate. Very excited to be chatting tonight. I think this week's gone really quick for me. I couldn't believe when Vossi's presser came out today. It was like, oh my God, teams are coming out tonight. Mm. It's right around the corner. So can't wait 24 hours and we'll be there. It's interesting you say that. I hadn't thought about that at all, but last week felt very slow. It was the longest week of my life. Even though I wasn't as nervous as I thought I would have been leading up to it. It wasn't really like this tense, anxious week for me last time. It just was ridiculously long. It was like, I just want the game to happen. Whereas it does, it feels as if yesterday was the game, the last last game. It's insane how quick this week has flown by. And there's been a lot of discussions on a lot of things that I'm very keen to get into, but probably the biggest (laughs) one, the big talking point, for the Carlton D's clash this week is all around where people have sat on the ladder and what this means for either team. And big question, is this a free hit for Carlton? Is that how you're seeing (laughs) this game? Really keen to hear your thoughts on this because some people are just saying, look, we didn't expect to maybe make finals at a certain position. We weren't top four. We We made finals. We got the win. Are you happy enough with that? God, it's so hard to like. This is such an easy thing to say in hindsight, but mm. not like before the game for me, because I think we spoke a bit last week. Like we were both feeling pretty chill in the lead up to the game, and I kind of wondered, like, is that because there's like a little part of us that deep down is like mm. happy that we got here, and therefore if we if we do lose, it's like it's not the end of the world. We at least made it, and I'm wondering if there's still that part of me now. Yeah, like I, I want to say that I don't believe that this is a free hit, and it's like all the things we want to impact finals. I think we can. I genuinely do still think we can win the flag, so it's not a free hit in that regard. But yeah, Ooh. how's that for a fence sit? I don't think it is. I feel as if you've said it kind of is a free hit for you, or that's how you're maybe. Seeing it, which yeah. I'm happy because well, it's meant finally... to, I guess you have to define it. I guess you have to define mm. what a free hit is. Does that mean that it's not a like it's a success if we lose this game by 50 points, a successful season? It's hard, I guess, to 100% define it. I think I do agree with you in the sense of look, if we end up losing the game, I'm still going to be content enough because, yeah. From the position we were in, we, we made finals. We got the, the finals win, which I think we needed. And, and it's hard mm-hmm. to obviously keep progressing and make a grand final outside the top four. It's always going to be a challenge. And you're going to be happy to some degree looking back on the season for so many moments. However, I feel like you just, and, and we've touched on this previously, 
10 mm. years since the last time we played finals. You don't know what next year is going to bring. You've kind no. of just got to take your moment. So for me, this isn't the free hit. Also, I think in the sense of, I think we can beat Melbourne. This game is such a winnable game for me. For so sure. I don't see it as a free hit. Whereas I guess if we win this one, go and play Brisbane over at the Gabba. Very tough to get it done. Still would want us to progress and take our chances, but that one's a bit more of a free hit, whereas this kind of mm. feels like the moment's right. We've got to keep going while we can. You never know what will happen in 2024. We've just come off the back of a, a nine-game winning streak to get us into finals, playing some of the best footy we've ever seen a Carlton side play. I think you've yeah. just got to take that momentum, go as deep as you can into finals and not take that for granted and say, look, we've, we've won one final. That's good enough. Who cares what happens Friday? I know that's probably not exactly mm. how you're seeing the free hit, uh, but that's no, kind no, of why no, I'm sitting in the camp of if we win this, then you could say Brisbane's the free hit. But I guess if we win, you'll probably hear me back next week saying, no, we've got to beat Brisbane. This is the opportunity. So mm. it's very interesting, but I think expectations yeah. are higher than this game win or loss doesn't really factor in. And then if we beat if we do end up beating Brisbane, no one's going to be like, oh, well, <laughs> the grand finals are free hit. Like, so yeah. it just, it kind of, it's a weird concept mm. in itself. But I think, I, I personally think it's okay if someone is saying that they're content with the fact that if we lose this game, they're still proud of mm. the, you know, everything that got us to where we are. Yeah. And I think that that's definitely how we would both be. If the worst case scenario happens, we don't, progress past the semi-final you look back you reflect after the disappointment settles and you go look really good season in the end <laughs> finally made finals finally got the win and we we build for next season yep. but after getting a taste against sydney i want more and i want another finals win particularly when i think it's super super possible talking Same. about this game melbourne i think are the ones that are maybe under a lot more pressure as we've just touched on not saying free hit for carlton it's not a free hit for melbourne at all considering if they lose against us it will be two years in a row that they have exited finals in straight sets with all four of those games being played at the mcg two of them as well being to interstate sides from last season so it is a very interesting one. And a question off the back of that is, do you think mm. this plays into our hands or is this almost more important for us to get the win because there's no pressure on us to win? And whereas I guess <laughs> next year, there's going to be more pressure on us to go deeper into finals. And this is, I guess you could say free hit in the way that there is no pressure. The pressure is off us. So do you think the, mm. the straight sets for Melbourne plays into our hands or their hands a little bit with the way the pressure will be on for us next year. You know me, mate. I, uh, I've i got to be optimistic and just be blue-eyed about this. I definitely, mm. like, I definitely feel like it's a good position for us to be in, to be the underdogs, mm. first time in a while. Um, and, yeah, their backs are against the wall. They're a bit injury-depleted, all the drama during the week. Um but it is, it is funny. I was talking to a friend of the show, J-Rob, on the phone earlier today. Big who, listener. He's still, he's still cruising around Europe. <laughs> um, he He's like, gee, you have to win a lot of games in a row, don't you, if you don't finish in the top four? Like, mm. Yeah. Hey, you're not wrong. You do. It's uh, it's It really is a, a very different ball game if you can 
either win that mm. first prelim. Oh, sorry, win the qualifying or only have to win three in a row. So uh, I, I definitely like your point that there would be more expectation on us next year. So it would be great for us to get this one done. Um, but, oh, yeah, I, I don't think you can really argue that there's more pressure on the Ds this week. It would be mm. catastrophe if they lost to us tomorrow. Yeah, and it's a big, big chance as well, which is the good thing. I do totally. agree with you there. It's it's big thing for us that Melbourne are under a lot of pressure and you just wonder, knowing that there's going to be a lot more blue supporters there as well. It's their home game. <laughs> it's not going to feel like that in the stands. Oh, not going to feel like that on the field. Just how much that potentially plays into the game if it's a close one. De Melbourne starts to panic a little bit, thinking, oh, no, like, this is it. We can't possibly lose this. The pressure's off Carlton. But equally, I think this is such a big opportunity for that reason. There isn't that pressure on us. And mm. if we aren't to progress and, and make the most of that momentum, who knows how you handle that next year. But I guess you have seen Carlton, with so much pressure this season, still find a way to get in a win streak, turn the season around, and make and win finals when we were the favourites last week. So I still kind of still back us in to be able to handle pressure either way. It's 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 going to be yeah. very interesting to see how it all plays out. And we'll go straight into our favourite segment for our build-up shows. It is the what do you want to see segment. So I'm keen to get your what do you want to see, Lockie, and also all right. one from the listeners as well. So if you're watching this on YouTube right now, what do you want to see from this game? Obviously, it's the win. Park that to the side we're looking for the little moments is there something in particular a moment from a individual player do you want to see a certain stat line go our way whatever you want to see that isn't just the win drop it in the comments on youtube and if you're listening in audio form hit us up on the socials at navy blue corner links to all of that will be in the description but Lockie, carlton versus melbourne semi-final what do you want to see well it kind of ties into the win, I guess. So, you know, this one's a bit off the top of my head. So feel free to come at me if you think that this one doesn't make sense. But thinking about if we were to win this game and thinking about our forward line being a bit depleted and I guess the defensive strengths that Melbourne mm. have, I want to see Melbourne kick a low score, yep. which may sound simple, but I feel like if this is going to be a high scoring affair i that make that makes me feel a bit worse about it i feel like our our best chance is if they we can play the defensive game of our lives their forwards continue to fail to stand up mm. that's our best chance so i'm going to say less than 60 if we can get less than 60 points from melbourne i that's what i want to see i think that's okay, a w. You have absolutely saved it there by going really specific with the exact score number so we can that's get what that I want to say. as 60. the clip for next week. But yeah, on paper, that sounds so dumb. Like I want them to the opposition <laughs> to kick a low score, but in context, it totally makes sense. I Thank do you. like Thank that you. one because yeah, the last thing you want to see, even if we do go on to win is Melbourne kick a lot of goals with the four line issues that they currently have. So I love that mm. backing in the defense for it to be a low scoring contest. I haven't gone maybe ridiculously specific in cool. a game style way to win this game. I probably had a bit more fun with mine this week. <laughs> oh, so I'll go 
the one that's a bit more football related first. It is if we get out to a lead like we did against Sydney, don't mm. let them back in. I do not want it to then become a close game after we've gone to 30 points up in front, which is a tough one in finals. I think every game that has ended up being a decent, decent contest, um, mm-hmm. a team has gotten out to a bit of a lead and the other ones have brought it back. But I'm hoping this week we can uh, just keep pushing wow. that out and make it a comfortable 50-point win. <laughs> that is the most optimistic what do you want to see ever? I love it. Not only will we get out to a big lead, but they will not even chip into it. I love that. <laughs> it was a bit more confident. of an if we get to that stage like we did against Sydney. Yeah, yeah I know, I know. I'm putting which we know, it, which we know is going to happen anyway. Because yes, we're the baggers and we're going to get the W. I just don't want to see it happen again. I don't want to have to be sitting there at halftime, all happy, get going. Oh, do I get another pie? Do I have something else to eat? This is lovely. What else do I do? Because we're up and about. And then all of a sudden, regret that potential decision because I start to feel sick as it becomes a tight contest. I don't want that scenario. Uh, But Lockie, what else do you want to see from this game? Oh, God. I only had one prepared. Uh, Give me your other one, I think. Okay. I'll go my other one. This was my fun one because I had had Cripper for the goal last week, which ended up coming true. So I'm trying to think of what else I can maybe... Manufacture okay, okay. what else I can conjure up, and I was looking at the team trying to find out what moments do I want. Well, Doherty got his goal last week, so what is there that would really get me going in the stands? And there's only one thing I could really think of because I'm not sure we've really seen it as much this year. Thinking back to previous seasons, one of the big moments to look back on when we used to have the little commentary intros when you'd look back for the highlights was a big Sam Walsh goal and an even bigger Sam Walsh goal celebration that you That's just good. don't know what he's going to whip up. And it just gets you yeah. going. Cause you're like, where have you gotten that one from? Have you, have you had that in your, in your locker for like six months while you've been waiting to kick a goal? Was that a on the spot mm-hmm. kind of thing? Very excited for Walsh to put one through the big sticks and then give me a, a rogue celebration. That's good. I can't even think of one this year. Has no. There, can you think of a... No, a good one. And that's kind year. of what I was thinking as well with Cripps last yeah. week. Couldn't think of a big goal he'd kicked where he had in previous years. So I think there's something in this for Walsh to go bang and, and give us something special. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I, I guess the first thing that comes to mind for me is, I guess, not really game-related. You touched on it before. I really want to see, like, the Carlton Army in full mm. force like it was last week. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, we didn't talk about this in our bloody four-hour ep- four episode we did last week either. But how silent was it when, like, Sydney, like, were moving the ball up the ground or at times? Like, it was the quietest mm. that I've heard the footy to at times. I'd love us to be able to, you know, keep that raucous energy throughout mm. the whole game. And, um, yeah, a repeat of last week is what I'm after. Mm. Yeah, there were definitely moments where it, it got a little bit tense. It got a little bit quiet. However, I will state that I did enjoy the jeering that started to get built back up. There was a few moments, mm-hmm. I think, sort of third quarter where we started to shit ourselves a little bit collectively, myself included, yeah. as fans and got a bit quiet. And then all of a sudden, we just started to pipe up, but slowly built. And as soon as Sydney were trying to conjure something in their forward line, 
even if there wasn't any pressure, we'd start to go the, oh, oh, trying to hopefully make them stuff something totally. up, start to fumble. Love that. I think we really need to bring the negative jeering side of the energy <laughs> when the opposition has the ball. Just try to just drown them out with noise, have no idea what they're going to do mm. with it. Don't give them time to think because a very loud fan base and it, it built up nicely. But after last week, there's going to be even more that have arrived this time. It's I think we're going to top the decibel levels from last week. Do you have any thoughts on the uh, Carlton slow chant? I've seen it go two ways. I firstly loved when we did it because it was immediately to piss off Sydney for their bullshit slow chant. We're like, hang on a minute. You're going to give us the slow, arrogant chant. We're going to do it for you. I don't mind it. I like us to have something more than just what we do currently. I think I've been a little vocal yes. on this for a while. The, the Carlton, it's fine. We need something more. We is need it? something. Is And this is the thing. In English soccer, a lot of the chants tend to start for, at least I'll, I'll say for, for Liverpool, you'd go and play some team in the Champions League in Europe. You'd go to God knows where. Dad be singing a song to some tune in a language you don't know. You come back and go, that was a good tune. I'm going to steal that song and make our own (laughs) one out of that as a bit of banter. And then all of a sudden, all these massive songs kind of grow that way. Maybe that's what we've kind of done here. Hmm. And maybe that'll be something that sticks. I don't mind it. I think the more chance we can have, the more different avenues we can go would be great. I would love before I get your thoughts, I'm very keen to hear what you have to say. I feel like no. it's going to be controversial, which I'm excited <laughs> for. Special. Because we've got this now like seven nation army thing that we've tried to introduce before games, which has gone down pretty well. Is there mm-hmm. a way we can get some lyrics to this? Now, I don't, I'm probably not the person to come up with anything and I'm not you even going to suggest it because it's probably going to be really shit. But every time, every other like English, every soccer team that does that, has words to go along with it, whether it's for a player, whether it's whatever. Can we get something in that? Mm. Any words to do with Carlton in that chant? If anyone comes up with it, let like us know that. at Navy Blue Corner or drop it in the comments down here on YouTube because I think there's something in this because that could be something we then do in-game as well, like you've got the Collingwood chant that's annoying. It's already got a great tune to it, so we can come up with some lyrics, come up with something that hits, that gets mm-hmm. us up and about mid-game. I'm all about it. But what are your thoughts on the slow yeah. Carlton chant? Yeah, I, I just think, like you said, there is, I'm sure every, uh, you know, football team over in Europe has their own thing that they do. Let's get our own thing as well. I think let, let's let Collingwood have the mm. slow chant, in my opinion. Like it just, it just felt a bit too mimicky for mine. I think we can we can come up with our own thing. Mm. It's yeah, going to take someone, someone strong to be able to get through to everyone with a big chant, but yeah. I believe in there's, us. Yeah, there's, there's something in it. I did like that for context-wise, it was great to just, no, 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 Sydney, we're just going to steal exactly what you're doing and we're going to make it louder. Don't get me great, wrong. I was great. doing it as loud as we're I could. Rating content in context there. However, yeah, yeah maybe we need to for come sure. up with our own thing ourselves. Maybe there's something in that Seven Nation Army I just need. Someone to write me yeah. some lyrics. We need some songwriters in there. Can someone make it happen? So we've moved on from the what do you want to see? We're going mm-hmm. deeper. 
I'm going a bit negative, actually, to, uh, which is maybe yeah. unlike me, a little devil's advocate to wow. see how we go, to see your responses from this. Because these are things that have kind of been spoken about Danger. in patches. So I'm keen to get your thoughts and opinions on this. Firstly, do you have any concerns going into this game? <laughs> and if so, what are they? Wow. That's a, <laughs> that's a broad question. Exactly. I'll go well, broad. I've got some more specific examples coming up, but I just wanted to spread the waters a little bit. I guess the first thing that comes to mind is like the specific players that can take over a game. Like when we spoke about Sydney last week, it was like Papley and Goulden, I guess, were the two that we kind of, and maybe Warner were like the three that we called out. And mm. Goulden almost put them on his bloody shoulders and got them over the line. So. That's probably the thing that I'm most worried about is just like a ridiculous Petrarca game, ridiculous broken mm. toe, gone game. Um, but similarly to Sydney, when I look at this team, I'm like, there isn't as many guys that I'm afraid of as I thought I, that there would be. So, yeah, I guess what, what am I worried about? Individual brilliance taking mm. the game away from us. It is the real positive with Melbourne when you do look at their team. They've got those guys that can really win the game off their own boot, which is kind of what you need in finals. I do like that we've got those players too, so I'm not maybe as mm -hmm. concerned. And maybe with a couple of theirs going in under Dunn in an Oliver and a Gorn, it maybe helps us a little mm. bit in that. Uh, I guess my concerns are probably a little bit more Carlton-based rather than looking at the opposition. Uh, okay. I I felt our strength going into the game last week, where I thought we would be dominant, was contested side with our, with our midfield. Yeah. And I was concerned about Sydney with their outside game. And it almost flipped. We were better off turnover on the outside. They, I felt, kind of beat us at key stages around the ball in the contest, mm. which was interesting. So my concern, if there is any, was I felt the midfield got a little beaten last week when I didn't expect us to. Yep. Cripps was down. Doc was down. Chera was fine. Hewitt was fine. Walsh was really good. Yeah. But as a collective, thought our midfield didn't play as good as I know they have with mm. this game against Melbourne being such a midfield battle. You look at it, they've got a really strong defense. We've got a really good, strong defense. They've got some injuries to their forward line and it's maybe mm -hmm. not great. We've got some outs too. Still think we pip them there, just having Charlie in the forward line. But very similar, yeah. both teams. The big strength is defense and midfield. It's going to be a contested game. That is just where it'll be won. So that'd be my yeah. concern that we're a little bit down last week. However, I'm pretty confident that we will be able to overcome mm. that and have a massive one this week. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. That's, yeah. Wow. Yep. Do you have any other any other do you have any other concerns heading into this at all? I guess it, it ties into kind of what I mentioned earlier about hoping that they kick a low score. I just not that Harry's been lighting the world on fire in terms of hitting the scoreboard. And you know, Martin would only normally contribute zero to two per week. Mm. I just I'm just worried where the goal is gonna come from. If mm. we, if Charlie gets that double teaming treatment, um, who's gonna be Who's going to put a winning score on the board? Hmm. It's it's 
It is a tough one, particularly without, say, a Jack Silvani, who when we get to talking about team changes, which we will mm. shortly, that would have been uh, a, such a simple change there for Harry. You're losing some height, but it's someone we've yeah. seen being able to, when Harry wasn't there, go down forward, impact, help out with some height in taking the key defenders away. Mm. Not having that, maybe not having really anyone to replace H with, it's concerning. But I'm definitely keen to dive into that as we get into the team changes. My only other real concern was just that we struggled to move the ball and exit from D50, I felt, in that Sydney game. There were times where Sydney really clogged up the corridor, didn't really let us do anything. And after a couple of mistakes from kick-ins, we sort of went into our shell and played really, really safe. Play on, kick it to the side where every player for Carlton currently is, which is what we did when we're playing poor football throughout this season. That's, I guess, a concern if that happens again. But it's much like the midfield thing. I I think we're going to learn from it. We will be better and there's going to be Mm, plans. Me too. In place, we hadn't played finals. We, We didn't necessarily know for sure exactly what a finals game would be like. How much does the pressure really go up? How hard is it to execute what you were able to in the regular season. I think they've got a bit more of that experience, even though it is Mm. only one game. And I think that that's definitely going to help us figure out how we can continue to move the ball and and overcome these issues. Yep. I agree. I'm on both sides. I I believe that we can improve on that and Mm. not make it a worry. And then I also wouldn't be surprised if we're like, well, did they work on this during the week? I'm not sure. Or did they not work on this, but discuss this? Yeah. yeah. No. Let's hope they did. But I'm going to continue to be negative because I want to maybe try and it. get some hot takes from Lockie. Because no. I'm going to be devil's advocate, go very pessimistic, and be very mm. harsh for the sake of this question. Look, we were in an unbelievable good patch of form for throughout this season in that sort of nine-run games where we finally got into to finals, beat Port, mm-hmm. beat Collingwood, even beat Melbourne, beat a lot of the bottom teams by a ridiculous margin. We're playing some great footy. We sort of started to trail off a little bit near the end of the season. I think you could say even though we beat the Saints, it wasn't a great performance for four quarters. The Suns wasn't amazing. GWS, obviously, Asterix, but didn't perform well. Sydney, mm. Got the win, again, like some of the others, but maybe for four quarters, it wasn't our best performance. Is there any concern that we maybe had our premiership winning form too early? Did we peak too early, like many maybe suggested, like a Collingwood did earlier in the season? Did we play off good football before finals? And are you at all worried Mm. knowing that we're maybe not currently playing our best form of football? I'm not worried, but it's a very valid question. Good question from you. I'm glad that that made it onto the run sheet. You clearly put some thought into it to bring that one to the table. I think anyone that just looked at our... Yeah, exactly. You're peaking at the right time. (laughs) Anyone that just looked at the winning margins would obviously say that that's true. Um, you got to remember the opposition that we were playing in those early stages. But I, I do agree that I guess we... Yeah. Well, it, it's hard to distinguish between just kicking a whole lot of goals that we were and actually just, you know, was that, were we necessarily playing better footy then mm. to this last period? Like you'd say so based on the margins, but different opposition. 
Um, yeah, there, I, 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 there's no reason why we couldn't turn this around this mm. week and have a big win and and put a big score on the board. But yeah, it's a very it's a very tricky question because you, it's so mm. easy to look at it either way. No, I do agree. I think it is one where if first half last week, particularly first quarter, if we keep that margin and keep playing like Brilliant. that for the four quarters, win by, you know, 30 or so points, you definitely feel a lot more confident heading into this one that, wow, the Blues are playing some terrific form of football. Maybe I guess like a GWS did against the St. Kilda in sort of the margin way. Well, you start yep. to think maybe we can really do some damage and yeah, Melbourne, 100%. We're winning this and we can go and, and make a grand final. But I kind of look at it a little bit the other way in that, yeah, look, we've shown we can play some really good football. We've also shown that, yeah, we maybe haven't been as amazing, but we've still got the wins in all of them. We've played yep. good football where it's mattered, whether that was early in the game to get a lead that allowed us to hold on or step up when we're behind, get in front, and still make sure we're ahead at that final siren. So I kind of look at it a little bit in the more positive light of it kind of doesn't seem to matter what situation we are in. I kind of back us to play when we need to. And it's finals. I think we touched on it in the review show of you're not going to be perfect. You're probably not going to play the greatest game of football you're ever mm. going to because of the pressure, because of what it is. How many finals in general has a team played their best game of football ever? I don't know how many of those there are unless it's like a grand final yeah. where you win by 100 plus points. A lot of the time it's a slog and you just got to be there at the right moments and take your chances, which was what impressed me last week. The set shots, when we needed a goal, we found a way to get one. So, yeah, there's a little bit to be maybe concerned about in that we aren't flying. Like if we'd we'd, the game had ended, maybe that Collingwood game, then you start, you're going, oh, shit, this is going to be an unbelievable thing. But weirdly, I'm still really positive on the fact that we still got results. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, I have so much confidence going into this as I guess we'll discuss towards the end when we give out you know predictions and stuff but mm. like yeah <laughs> I, I have so much faith 100 mm. keen to hear your thoughts on that as well listeners the other kind yes. of negative question but i think we'll find another way to spin this for the positive like we always tend to <laughs> yeah. is that last week looking at the sydney game we had some of our stars maybe not have their greatest game mm. for us we had charlie doc cripps and Judging a bit, I guess talking about how critical our forward line is with a few outs. I'm going to throw always into this because he had probably his worst game for the season last week. Yep. They all underperformed, obviously, against Sydney. Didn't play some good football. How big is it for you that they turn it on this week? And can we win again if players like this that are quite important to how we play our stars, Charlie, Doc, Cripps, if they mm. aren't playing their best? Of course, we can still do it again because we all believe in the guys that stood up last week to be able to do the same. But you obviously can't bank on it. It just goes. It just goes without saying. Um, yeah. So, and I have so much faith that they will too. Like, particularly Cripper and Doc. Like I said earlier, 
Like, there's just a part of me that's like, I feel like Charlie could just get absolutely assaulted mm. tomorrow with defenders and maybe won't be able to pull out the big bag that we're hoping for. Um, so particularly um, Cripper and Doc, like, yeah, they're built for this. They were probably the two that had the most, like, anticipation on them, I guess, like, because mm. of the length of time and all that. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like, again, J-Rob and I were talking about this earlier, the... What what must have been going through Rick's head like leading into this game? Like, I'm not saying that he would have thought this, but like, imagine all the pressure of him 180 games before his first final for us to lose that game by 10 goals and for him to have an absolute stinker. Like, mm. people would be saying, take the bloody captaincy off him, didn't deserve a brown low, like all of that shit in the media would have just been all that all that bullshit would have been out there. Like so much pressure on him and he still played fine to good, like you said. Mm. Um, but like, you know, he was one of our players that we thought could put us on his shoulders last week. And I think he can very well do it this week and he will. It's an interesting point you do kind of raise there in, was there a little bit of too much anticipation? Did they maybe play the game a little bit too much in their heads, knowing it was such a big moment for them? I don't, Again, I'm not saying saying that this is a, it was a massive component of why they maybe didn't play their 100% best games you'll ever mm. see them play. But I think the positive, again, nah. like for the last question I threw out there, was that we were able to win and get a, a big impact from others. And the yep. the, uh, the sort of lower tier player for us in the politest way possible they all stood up. And when they're not performing, someone else takes the reins. I think that's a real big positive that we still find ways to win, even if a, a Crips maybe doesn't have his 40 possession storming through packs kind of game that we saw, like, that I'm sort of really thinking in that Collingwood game where we needed some big moments from him mm. in the contested side. We didn't get that against Sydney, still got the win. But I also think that there's no way that these guys have another quiet-ish game, particularly Charlie. No way this guy, I reckon he's kicking four. That is my bold prediction for this game. I can't see him kicking any less than four. I know it's going to be tough with Melbourne having such a strong defense, a lack of another tall being able to give him more of a a hit out there. But Mm. I don't know. There's just something in this, I reckon, for Charlie, where it's going to be some good conditions. We don't have to worry about the rain, even though it didn't really even rain last week. I'm not sure they've played in these beautiful fine conditions in a very long time. The ball is going to be perfectly delivered to a big Charlie in front of goal. So uh, I think that these guys are going to have a big one. Let's hope. Lower your eyes, boys, please. <laughs> let's not yeah. get. Let's not be bombing it in like the D's mm. did last week. It was disgusting. <laughs> I agree. And I think it is also still very important, though, that they do stand up. When you're playing a team like Melbourne that has those stars that you know that mm. they're going to step up, you're playing good teams in finals. You need your best players to do it. But again, I'm very confident they will do it to go more positive. Get that negativity away, Lockie. Last I'm week, it was Matty Cottrell out of all players, the unsung hero, one of the lesser lights who, who made the game his. Who will be that player this week? Who <laughs> is that bottom rung-ish player, those role players it, and you can only name one. I'm only allowing you to name one, and I want those in the really? comments to do the All same. Right. Those in oh, you, a I'm risky watching one on YouTube, for that. Then put in the comments those 
listening in audio form at Navy Blue Corner on the socials. Let us know who's the one that is going to step up. Maybe you wouldn't expect them to in this game. Oh, I really want to go a risky one, but I can only have one. I want your one, your number one, and then I'll allow a bit more discussion for another couple. give Give me your main one. I'm going to go my main one is going to be Bam Bam. Oof, I like it. I reckon he's, I reckon he's going to surprise people. I called it out uh, earlier in the week that I thought, you know, I just like the idea of him, you know, being not confirmed that he will be, but predominantly forward. Um, could just see him kicking a few. Um, and we're going to need some guys mm. to stand up and kick goals. Um, yeah. Maybe get some CBAs as well. Mm. Yeah. I feel like I we, we always have we always have such short term memory of like him just being a, a nailed on guy in this team and it's like, oh, should he come in or not? Mm. Should he come in? Obviously the role's gonna be different, or we think the role's gonna be different, but yeah, he's gonna be so fresh. He is someone that we've all kind of forgotten about. It was we kind of forgot about Hewitt, and then all of a sudden Kennedy gets injured. Yeah. Hewitt plays great form, and it's we've forgotten about Kennedy, and now here he is to get his opportunity. Is it kind of the stories that I love in finals? It's not good that guys like Martin and Harry aren't playing, but it mm. always presents an opportunity, and that's kind of what finals is about. There's always these little storylines that happen throughout the, every single game, and it's who's that guy that steps up that you don't expect it to be. So, no, I like that Matt yep. Kennedy shout, and I'm going to be very arrogant for a second, unlike me. Uh, very podcast first, I reckon. Um, mm. And mm-hmm. When I was trying to come up with this one, I went onto the Carlton website, got all the players listed out in front of me to make sure I didn't miss anyone. And I'm, I'm going through and I'm looking at the team Lucky that we've O'Brien. got in this week and I'm looking at all the names, everyone that's playing. And I'll be honest, when I was coming up with the names, I'm going, everyone's a star. Yeah. Like, or I kind of expect them to do it. I'm looking at names, maybe like a Brody Kemp. Is he someone, but no, it's, it's Brody Kemp. We know he can pull it out. Is it Nick Newman? No, he's not niche enough. Matty Cottrell did it last week. You can't say Blake Akers. I'm looking through and I'm going, all these guys, I kind of expect them to have that in them, which is maybe a real positive looking at this team that maybe those bottom tier ish players have all shown enough. Cunningham has done a little bit, but the guy that I'm throwing out, I'm not going to fence it on it, Lockie, because I've had this weird feeling all week that this boy is going to step up and kick two snags and be pivotal. Boy. Yeah, boy. I don't know why I said boy. He's a man. He's a man. <laughs> uh, maybe it's because he's a little bit short, but I just had this weird feeling all week, and, and I don't know if it's your style premonition. I didn't necessarily have a dream about it, <laughs> but I just have this dumb weird feeling that Lockie Fogarty He's going to have a massive okay. game, kick two snags and be the guy in that forward line that turns it on and gives us the win. Wow. I love that. Yeah. No, why not? Why not? The one so, bloke uh, <laughs> the one bloke that you reckon that's not a star. How? What a cop out. <laughs> cop out. Well, who were the other ones that you were umming and ahhing about that could maybe be the guy that steps up? Because it seemed like you had a couple oh, that you were controversially going to throw out I've there. I've got one. You've you got to do it now. I mean, you call Maddie Cottrell the super sub, don't you? I have been prone to, but I think I I can put my hand up right now and say he's no super sub. He's best 22. That man is electric. Yep. Well, I reckon someone is going to stamp themselves as the new super sub. Whether he comes in earlier because of injury, 
or whether it's just a fourth quarter blitz. But give me a Paddy Dow game that makes literally every Carlton fan fall in love with him if they haven't already. Couldn't you just see that? Couldn't you just see him coming in fresh fourth quarter into that midfield? Five clearances and a goal. Win the game of Paddy Dow's boot. I would love to see it. I can I can picture it. My only issue is I don't think he's going to be the sub, which is maybe a spoiler for later. Just yeah. because we've included Kennedy, we've added another midfielder kind of into it. I really think the sub's going to be Ollie Hollands, particularly with Blake Akers and no. his his shoulder. Is is that a concern? I think Ollie Hollands will be the sub, so that's why I don't see okay. that as a possibility. But I would love to see it if Dowie is the sub. Come on, maybe a streaming goal like he did against mm. Gold Coast back in the day from a, from 50 metres. That would be an absolute delight. Um, but my other name I have goes out to a man that we we're discussing this on the selection table and because there was a guy playing for Melbourne going in with a bit of an injury cloud. I think it was Sammy Edmund got way too specific trying to mention exactly oh. where the fracture was and it was just the weirdest thing I've ever heard, but Max Gorn, broken foot, fracture in his foot. And there's one man that I reckon can maybe be the unsung hero. And partly, can he, Can we all as human beings on this earth, as Carlton supporters, we've got a day, can we track down the thickest, heaviest, legal studs any footballer is allowed to wear an AFL, give them to Pido <laughs> so he can stomp away at stomp, Max Gorn's stomp, feet stomp. whenever he can just to make sure that guy can't feel them by the end of the night. Uh, but I have a feeling Pido might just, I don't know what yeah, it'll I like be. That. I don't know. I was thinking him as well. Do, maybe he goes down forward and clunks one and kicks a match-winning goal. I don't think it will be that kind of style, but does he just stop Gorn somehow and be so influential in the ruck? I'm just, I don't know. I'm feeling a big strength mm. game. From Big Brad. See, I, I did think of him too. And the reason I didn't say him is because can't you just hear, like, say he does do that. Oh, well, Gorn was just injured. <laughs> like, it's not about Pido, It's about Gorn. But like, what if Pido people would say? Also, you do see him stomp on his foot and he sort of causes the injury yeah, okay. more. Does that sway? Mm. Well, he, he kind of did factor into the why there was that injury. I could say that. And then that'd be... That be the tribunal talk mm. of the week. The stomping, like that's <laughs> going to be the new the new thing of next week. Yeah, I don't mind that. I could say that. He walks on and he's got like Krusty the Clown sized feet, like <laughs> boots <laughs> on, and they're like, no, no, these are regulation. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> stomp, stomp, stomp. Oh, that's what I want to say. So yeah, someone that's needs good. to find out what like the the legal weight and uh, materials mm-hmm. we can get that will do the most damage but will also be the most legal. I'm not saying hurt anyone. I'm just saying it might be wet out there. Who knows? You've just got to be ready for mm-hmm. all conditions and make sure. He's a clumsy guy, Big Pitto. Oh, he could fall over at any stage. You've just got to really hope and hope for that stability underneath. I think that's a key to it. But got one more question before we jump into the team changes. It's the fun bit we get to talk about, but I need to add in all these other bits so we can get to the good bits. Otherwise, everyone's going to turn off and they're not going to listen to these great questions. But let's shift gears. Let's talk a bit about our opposition because we've spoken a lot about Hmm. the baggers. We're previewing this clash. A lot has been made, Melbourne, about their forward line. 
They've had some issues. Add to that some injuries. There's no Petty, no Melksham, Van Royen, Ben Brown's injured, all these superstar players of the AFL. A-listers, some of the best footballers you'll ever see that they're crying about not having. My God, have we seen how sooky this football club is this week. But we've obviously got some outs. There's a lot of questions about the forward line. Going into this game, what do you think about their forward line? And, And what kind of changes do you see them making? Where are their goals coming from? And what do we have to look out for? Do you have any ideas of what their threats are in the forward line? Or or do you just think that the forward line that Melbourne are going to put out there, just it's a big strength for our defense? Oh, I mean, I definitely think it's a strength. I think it was a strength even when Van Royen was playing. Mm. Um, yeah, like it's it just it's uh, you know these are the words that we end up eating, but it just it just isn't that intimidating to me that they're going to mm. kick a, a big score. Um, I guess it's guys like Pickett that are the worry. He's just I'm always just going to have nightmares about him after last year. Um, Fritch has been in weird mm. kind of up and down form, like went on a big run where he wouldn't didn't kick any goals, but um. Yeah, I don't know. In terms of changing it up, I'm not really sure. Tom McDonald was, I mean, yeah, he was not, he was a bit yuck last week, mm. um, as pretty much their whole forward line was, really. Mm, I'm I was so surprised and precursor for the team changes that Grundy didn't even get a look in. I know, I, I thought looking, he was going to. I, I saw some tweets on it this week about it as well, and I thought, yeah, wow. When you're looking at Grundy or Tom McDonald from what they offered last week, it felt you like yeah. you were maybe going to get a bit more out of a Grundy, particularly this week with Gorn maybe having the injury as well. I thought it was just going to be a very simple change. They haven't gone that way, which is interesting, but they still do yeah. have some potent threats. Like the ones you named there, Fritch and Pickett can turn it on. Fritch always such a hard player to match up on. We've he's obviously plays yeah. that mid size. He's he's so mobile. And normally he's a good shot for goal, uh, even though he maybe isn't in the best form for it. Pickett can get yep. a goal from anywhere. But weirdly, I don't think Melbourne's really had any good key forwards since Neetzi, who we were talking about before we started <laughs> we were. his podcast. We were. Uh, but <laughs> I kind of work a little bit better with that smaller brigade. And you throw in like a Neil Bullen and a Spargo that's been brought in. Like these guys, Spargo was... My every single time Melbourne played anytime goal scorer, chuck him in my multi because yeah. he was always decent odds. And I felt like he always bobbed up and got at least one. They have these little crafty guys and looking at our defense, knowing that it is a little bit taller. Is that any cause for concern that I've maybe just realized, look, Carlton's defense, mm. I know they're mobile tools, but let's just throw a bunch of smalls in there, make it a bit more chaotic. I'm not sure if that's the way they're going. They can also throw a Petrarca forward, but look, that'll yeah. cause us some headaches because he's a good footballer. But they may really need him in the midfield knowing our depth in our midfield. I'm not sure you'd really want to be moving Petrarca away from the guts for too long in this game knowing how much the contested side of things is kind of where I see the game being won and lost. They brought yeah. in a Tomlinson. I know he's more of a defender, but with some height and knowing we're not that tall in our forward line, he's a potential that could be thrown forward just for the sake of it. But I think mm. height-wise, there's not too much to worry about. And that kind of makes me excited thinking about our tools, thinking about our intercept game. 
It yeah. could be something that we really look to exploit. And I know Melbourne will be thinking the same thing, knowing it's really just Charlie and De Koning to kind of worry about. For sure. Oh, particularly going off the game, like the Pies game last week. Like if we can bring the pressure and force them to have inside 50s like they did. Mm. Oh, my God. Who's going to take the most intercepts? It's going to be a competition. It'll be a lot of fun. So let's dive into the team changes. Uh, let's 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 go with what we wanted to see because the changes, I'll just rattle them off yeah. now. In is Kennedy and Motlop. Out, Mackay and Martin. We don't know who the sub is yet, but from those changes, yeah. what were your thoughts and what were the changes that you would have made? Would you have done anything different? Yeah, well, no, if, if Sauce isn't fit, then this is the changes that I would have gone with. Um, I, I kind of stuck, I, I was going to stick with what I kind of mentioned on the pod earlier in the week. I felt like Cunningham just has not been bringing to the table as much as I would have mm. hoped. Um, and that's where I, I kind of thought that Sauce could come in as well. Um, in his place. And then maybe he would be the sub, like kind of similar to Dow. I could see Cunningham playing a fourth quarter and mm. kicking a goal and being able to have midfield time and that kind of thing. Um, I guess we just have to, we have to take their word on like, you know, not wanting to like sauce, not being up to it. Um, but I'm keen to hear your opinion. If, you know, do you think it's a big deal, a player not, because Vossi in the press conference was like, oh, it was great that Kennedy got to have a game under his belt, like that scratch mm. game last week, but Sauce didn't. Like, Do you have an opinion on whether that really matters? <sighs> Nothing ridiculously hot. I don't have a hot take on it. I don't have no, a big, big, strong opinion either way. I kind of agree with it. It's a semifinal. It's such a big game. Jack hasn't played in a quite a while. There is a little bit of a difference between like training fit and match fit. I think you yeah. can pretty much get there without having to play a proper game, do a bit of match sim, see what it's like anyway. Some of these players, you know, you look at throughout the, the years, how many stars have ever played a game of VFL football before going into the ones? No, they go straight into the ones. They're ready to play. I think yeah. with Saucy probably just hasn't had the build up. And I really think that they would have wanted him out there. Mm. I've seen a couple of people say maybe Vossi showing that he doesn't like Sauce as if we thought that all year when he wasn't maybe getting selected. And this is just another way of he prefers Kennedy over him. I kind of disagree. I feel as if Sauce was the best possible person you could bring in if fit. But it's such a big game, semi-final. We're treating this like we're, going, we're trying to win a grand final. There is no chance in hell anyone at this football club is saying this is a free hit. We're building for next year. That's off the table. It's we're winning this. We need to go forward. Mm. Do you back in a guy that is 90% good to go, hasn't played a full game of footy under his belt? I don't know. I, I feel like they probably made the right call in a Kennedy over, mm. over a sauce match fit wise. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm mm. already, I'm scared to ask this question to you, but I'll, I'll ask anyway. Go for I'm it. keen to hear your opinion. Let's say that we found out. So the season that let's say we lose this week and the season's over, mm. and then we find out next week that Sauce is actually gone. As into another would team. That, yeah. Would that change your? Would that then change your opinion, or would you still? Would you still be like, okay, no, they they it was still he was still mm. not picked because of that. 
Just in, just just thinking about it. I like the question. I don't think it changes my thoughts simply on Kennedy obviously played that scratch match against Melbourne last week. Sauce didn't. So it's still that match yeah. readiness that do you go a guy that's maybe better for your system by, I don't know, 20, 30%, but is 20, 30% mm-hmm. less fit? And you're a little bit worried about, is he going to get through? Do we have to make an early sub? What's the case? I don't know. Yeah. I think you go fitness over tactical for finals. You, you don't mm. want the other thing. You've got the, you've got the sub there for the sake of this, maybe risk-taking. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't... The, the win-loss from that change, I don't think, is so ridiculous. Plus, it does also feel as if Sauce is getting that contract. The two years is in front of him. So maybe that plays a bit in my, in my thinking. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. I don't know. It just feels like a lot of peculiar things. Now I'm being the conspiracy theorist, um, as, as others have as others have done recently, just with the, the the dragged out contract thing. I know the contract's in front of him, as they say, and then you know, I don't know. I was just it's just hard because I was so confident that he was going to mm. be uh, picked. So yeah, if you want to go, it would have been so good to see him out there. If you want to pass the tinfoil hat over to me, I'm happy to wear it for a second because oh yeah, I know you love the tinfoil. <laughs> If you want to get, we almost, like, need, a, we almost need a tinfoil segment. A segment? Oh, I don't, Just a, next season, we might have okay. something. Give me the most batshit crazy conspiracy <laughs> theory. Um, there's That's been a, really I tell you what, there's been a couple of those this week um, from a couple of podcasts, and it's got some engagement. So maybe that's just the way we've got to do it that's now true. by saying we the need dumbest to get more shit possible and get real clickbait. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, some might not agree. <laughs> I probably don't even agree. But well, that's true. Yeah. I'm about to say something insane. So Where maybe it? not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just made me think that, oh, look. I want to say right now, categorically, before anyone clips this, I think this is all done for the right reasons. The contract's in front of Sauce. He's going to sign. All good. But does part of you think that it's a bit weird to come out as a club and say, well, we've offered him a contract yeah, without him signing it when they haven't done that or talked about contracts really for any players this season? Cookie's gone out in front of the fans to be like, well, we've offered it. Is there a little bit of a preamble of, we got to say this before he ends up going to another club of, well, we tried. Is there any part of that in it? <laughs> that's why I kind of just mentioned, uh, that's why I just kind of mention it. Yeah, well, it's sad. Would have loved to have seen Sauce. He would definitely have been yeah, would have straight been. in. Love to have seen him finally play a final. If you need a player like a Matty Cottrell to step up, Jack will do that in spades. Fortunately, <laughs> he's not there. My changes, I didn't actually have Kennedy in the team, surprisingly, which might be very interesting. Yeah. I it's fair. It felt too teagy for me of get a guy that can kind of mark Not the ball and teagy. play him in the forward line. And I didn't love the idea of it. So I went ultra dynamic, ultra flexible. Motlop obviously was in my in. And then I bought in Fisher, which seemed to be a very unpopular opinion when myself and Paolo introduced him on the selection table as our big ins for the week. The reason that I thought about him was, look, you can't really replace the height anywhere. And so I wanted to do what we've been doing all season and stick with what we know and play how we've been playing. Don't try to get too experimental with a Kennedy down forward that we just haven't seen under Michael Voss. 
So my thinking was, look, Motlock comes in, TDK plays a bit more forward. He's that, you know, second tall in the forward line to help Charlie and then just go really small in a way that we saw this season when Harry was out of the squad. And then I, yeah. to fix the issue of us struggling to move the ball out of D50, I thought Fisher, that's what he was really good at when he came into this team off halfback in pretty much every single one of his games. He had probably been one of our best against Melbourne. I thought he was super handy. St. Kilda, one of our best. Um, yep. I thought, and then it was really just that Gold Coast, sorry, the GWS game where he probably played a bit of a poor game, had a couple of big highlighted mistakes. All of a sudden, whole fan base says, that's it, Fisher's dropped. Whereas a week prior, no one was calling for Fisher to be dropped. So I'm thinking, knowing how well everyone else defends there, everyone else can lock down, do the defensive side of things. They are a bit tall anyway. This is where Fisher can come in, be a bit more of the pace. Because I thought we needed someone to just tuck yeah. the ball under their arms, gain 10, 15 meters just by running. I thought that could have been Fish. And then also allowed you to flip the magnets around. We've got enough defensive cover. Fish plays in the forward line, adds to the dynamic forward line that we've got there or he can go on the wing and Cottrell can play a bit more forward or just it allowed so many other guys to move around there obviously they haven't gone down that route and they've gone with a Kennedy it's not my favorite thing that they've gone for but Mm. you back him in because so far everything they've kind of tried seems to have worked and I can understand the theory behind it. We need a height. We need someone to be another marking target like a Martin in that forward line. There's pressure. Adds to the midfield. Maybe it allows Kripa to move into the forward line at times. It's not the worst option, and I don't absolutely hate it. Just wouldn't have been what I went would have done. But obviously, I am not play, um, I, working for any football team. So how much does my opinion actually matter? How much is it better than Michael Voss and the selection team? Uh, Yeah, I guess. What would your thoughts been on a Fisher inclusion? (laughs) Would you like it? Would you have not? And more talking about the forward line. Obviously, we've got Kennedy in, but what's your thoughts on how our forward line will look in the absence of a Martin and Harry? I wanted to make another conspiracy theory joke, but now I'm, but now I've realised I'm too scared of getting clipped and. No, you can roasted. do it. I think this is this is deep enough in the pod that you no think one. So? I think so. I'll clip. I was going to say What's the timestamp on this one. <laughs> on the Fisher thing, mate. Open your eyes. He's traded. He's already been traded. <laughs> we already know that he's going. He's not going to be playing again. Mm. No, I don't really believe that. I don't really believe that. To joke. Don't sure. clip it at that point. I'll clip it. I'll clip it. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have minded that. Well, so then, do you think? Would you make him the sub then? You said you think it'll be Hollands, but would you go with Fisher? It's not the Sorry worst thing. Messing with your run sheet. No, it's not the worst thing curious. in the world. It's. I'm kind of happy with the sub in any way. Probably. Actually, Sam get up, so I feel like I'm forgetting the fourth person. Sam yeah, Durden. Sam Durden. No, I didn't actually see his name. I didn't <laughs> get that far. I stopped at Fish. Uh, no, Sam Durden, no. I'd be happy with um, any of the three, yeah. I probably wouldn't be happy with Dow because I think we've got enough midfielders with the Kennedy inclusion. It depends how they maybe play it. Maybe Kennedy plays zero midfield minutes, so they yeah. need Dow for a bit of something different. I know he's not 100% inside mid. He tends to be that guy that moves 
throughout the stoppage. Uh, I probably think Holland's yeah. number one. I'd go Holland's one. Dow two, Fisher three, probably, Thank actually. You. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I think that's a logical step. I just... Yeah. I'd almost... Uh, it's such a tricky thing, the sub, mm. isn't it? I, I'm just... Like, what's the... Like, I just... It's hard for me to see that, like, super impactful Holland mm. fourth quarter, like, what that looks like. Whereas for Fisher and Dow, like, I, I've got that in my memory. Like, Holland is just such a mm. consistent player that gives over the whole game. Like... If he gets subbed into the game 10 minutes into it, I'm like, beauty. But, you know? Yeah. Weirdly, I think the sub of a Hollands is less he comes on, wins the game for us, more he comes on, allows other guys to play in different positions, if that makes sense. Um, it's one cover for Akers mm. if he gets a knock and we've got another guy that can play wing. But I made the yeah. argument on the selection table. It probably wouldn't have been my 100% changes anyway, but I wanted to do it for argument's sake. I had him in. I actually threw Jim Cotter out. Very stiff, but because I was bringing in Fish, I, I did say had that. the worst player from last week out of the team. Sorry, Jim Cotter. I think you'll have a blinder this week, though. Um, but mm. it was kind of like, well, if Hollands comes in, it allows Cottrell to play more in the forward line. It allows Doc to maybe play in defense if you need him to, or he can stay on the ball. Yep. So that's where I can kind of see Holland's coming in, allowing others to go elsewhere. And you just know you're getting that defensive run that can cover the whole ground. But I do 100% understand your point of, well, Holland's at this starting bounce and the final siren. He's kind of got the same level of fitness. It's the impact yeah. almost feels like it's going to be consistent throughout the game. But I don't know. I, I, just, I like the idea of the legs or the, the moment of an Ollie Holland's touched on the line. Imagine, imagine Ching Cotter, God forbid, going down injured early in the game and big Sam Durden gets subbed on. <laughs> Bang! We're going, we're going the, the five tolls. Or is, or is, or is Durden the sub because the, the lever that they want to pull is Gov to the forward line? <gasps> Holy shit. <laughs> is that it? Pass me the foil. <laughs> but speaking about that, any other things you can see us doing in the forward line to replace the height of Harry and what Martin does? Obviously, Motlop's there. Kennedy's there. Any other little things you can see us moving around or guys that will spend time in that forward line? Who's kicking the goals? Well, we spoke about Pitt having such low time on ground in the last game. If I you know, was someone that did research for this podcast, I would have looked at what his time on ground has been over the last couple of seasons. But I guess the assumption is just that him and TDK play more, right? And TDK mm. just plays more forward. It makes sense. So. Um, not that... Kick a bag, TDK. What are you waiting <laughs> I for? Believe, I believe Pito had the lowest time on ground last week. I believe it was 60-something percent. Uh, someone else can, can look that up. I'll, I'll have a look now and put, throw back to you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is the best way to do this. Yeah. I don't mind. I think, but, yeah, both of those definitely have to play a lot more on ground. What else? Is there any, anything else you can see happening? I, well, as Vossi spoke about in his press Yeah, 61%. Just, sorry. 61% for Pitt. Always next on 66. I'm not counting Motlop's 25. I think with the, with the stress on, or stress, emphasis on cohesion, 
there's not going to be any defensive magnets moved. Mm. That would be a crazy thing for Voss to talk so much about how it's all about cohesion and then. So you don't see like a Kemp going forward that we saw against GWS at all? Because he was the one, not McGovern, that went forward. So does that make you feel if if there was a defender to go forward, who do you think it'll be and who would you want it to be if they did? If all of a wow. sudden we're 30 points down and it's, we can't get the ball to Charlie, we've got to make a move. Yeah. Gun to your head, who goes forward? I know. it only. It, I guess I could see it happening if it was we're looking at a disaster and then something has to change like that. You're right. I guess I'm, I was thinking of it as a starting, starting bounce thing. Mm. I'm still going to say McGovern. Mm. I think I said this on the selection table show. I said, McGovern is a better forward for sure. I think if we want mm. impact forward, he's the guy, but I also think shifting him from defense, we lose more because Marchbank's yeah. game's been better when he hasn't been that kind of second person, second defender. But then weirdly, I'm thinking, well, they don't mm. have that many talls. So is it really the worst thing if a Gav ended up having to go forward? Are we losing a lot because of who we're playing against? You know what happened? If we did that move last week, I'd probably be more yeah. concerned. But hopefully yeah. that isn't a lever we have to pull because everything else is still flowing Take well. And <laughs> It's not a good one. I did not enjoy that, Lucky. But I'm looking at the way we've played throughout this season. We've had so many injuries to so many parts of this field, and every single time, next man up, we found a way. So I'm confident yeah. that it doesn't matter what team we put out there and what formation, who's tall, who's small, does not matter. They find a new way to get goals and win games of football. Weird question. Yeah. Yes. Kiddo was 61% time on ground. What do you reckon TDK's was? This is just a... I didn't imagine it to be this so i was confused i'm going to assume that it's not that high either so i'll say like 73 71 very close i would have expected mm. it to be higher if pitos was so low but no it's very it just felt so it felt so rare that either of them mm. well i can't not that i can remember pito going forward at all but tdk hardly spent any time forward yeah no, I don't recall that, but I think you'll be there this week. So do I. Let us know in the comments, though. What are you doing in the forward line? Are you throwing Crips in there at any stage because you've got a Kennedy? What moves are you making to make up for the absence of Martin and Mackay? I'm keen to hear the listeners' yeah. thoughts. We do, though, need a touch on the opposition because they have some outs, and I kind of want to gauge your thoughts mm. on their team, what you make of it. Obviously, Melbourne have bought in Tomlinson, Spargo, and James Jordan. Out is Van Ruin. Brayshaw, who we've managed to not really touch on, which has been a big topic this week. Hibbard and We're Laurie, the sub, who I will be 100% honest with you here, Lockie. Never heard of that man in my life. <laughs> yeah. Don't know who that is. Has he ever... Did he play? He played last week? Don't know who that is. He was the sub last week. Um, yeah. Look, I'm not going to pretend that i'm going to do a deep analysis on this uh mm. i touched on it earlier mm. i mean I'll, I'll to your bailey laurie thing i was very surprised watching last week with a melbourne supporter who said that he doesn't really rate spargo mm, i still assume that i i assume spargo was still a walk-up starter in this team every week so i couldn't believe that he wasn't already in so yeah Definitely they're bringing three guys that are, you know they're all in and out kind of players like tomlinson is not a Mm. Yeah, you know, they're all in and out kind of players. So, but, you know, 
particularly Spargo and Jordan, can be they can do exciting things. Mm. It's an interesting changes for sure. And you've also got Oliver with the knee. You got gone with the foot. They're going in a little bit excuses, underdone, excuses. which is going to be very, very interesting to see how that plays out. I think, yeah, Brayshaw's obviously a massive one for them. He looked good in the midfield since he's been thrown back in there. And that's kind of, of as I've said a lot, where the game's kind of won. Both teams so heavily, heavily contested. Um, you've seen every single game that we've played against them. It's been tight, tight footy. And the Demons, it's they're less of a kick team. They're a lot more of a run and carry with that quick handball playing through the corridor. That's just the D's bread and butter. He's a big part of that. Him being out definitely helps us. I think Jordan comes in, helps play a bit more on the wing as well. There's a bit of that role player. Their changes aren't massive. Yep. Ours probably aren't that massive. Very similar in the just trying to find a guy to play a role and seeing what can happen. Makes me a bit more positive knowing that I guess Oliver and Gorn are a bit injured, but I think everyone in the AFL playing right now has a niggle, has something, whether it's been reported mm. on or not, and it's finals, you're going to play through it regardless. Mm. So I don't know if the their output is going to drop that much. Honestly, I kind of doubt it because they're that good footballers. Even their average is probably going to be better than others. Um, probably the only other thing I want to touch on is kind of a positive to wrap this up. He's talking a little mm. bit about the media this week on Melbourne because there's been a lot of pressure, I guess, about mm. the, the straight sets and all the media attention has been about Brayshaw and Maynard. Do you think that that's a positive thing that they've kind of taken the pressure off everything to do with Carlton? We we have not been spoken about once in the media about what can Carlton do? Oh, they didn't maybe play amazing against Sydney. Mm. What are they going to do with... Like, it has saved Harry Mackay something mm. shocking because... That incident doesn't Very happen. True. I think the whole week they're talking about Harry Mackay's misses. All of a sudden, who's talking about Harry? Because that has occupied everyone's brains for the whole week. Do you think that this kind of plays into our hands that all the chatter and even mm. Melbourne have kind of played into it quite a bit? It's all been on them to touch on that first point we kind of talked about. Yeah, I'll give it an annoying answer because I do think so. And then I think that um, the... Melbourne version of this podcast, they're saying that it's gal it'll galvanize them and bring mm. them together and they're gonna play for him and all that kind of thing. That's but, if they don't stop uh, crying before they walk on the field. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <sighs> there's a there's an Ian rant Ian, before we close, I reckon. Ian. Really? Okay, that's that's big. Like, uh, it's not it's not big, but it's it'll hype us up. I okay, think good. Just, that's good. Cause yeah, I think I, I, I do agree though. No, I, I have nothing else to add. I agree. Mm. I think I think it is. I think it is good that it has the spotlight hasn't been on us. Are you feeling nervous? How are you? What are your emotions going into this game? Are you excited? Are you shitting yourself? Where do you sit right now? Yeah, very similar to last week. Like still, just feeling very calm mm. and excited. Um, just can't wait to get there tomorrow. Mm. And um, and I'm sure again once I see the G, once we're marching, marching over there. Then it will hit. Mm, yeah. It's it's interesting. I'm definitely not as calm as I think I was last week because I was sort of wow. telling myself that it was just, you know, take it in. This is the moment you've been wanting. Just sort of embrace the day. Mm -hmm. This week, I don't know. There's a little bit of nerve probably because 
I was way too arrogant and confident last week that we just beat Sydney, whereas this is obviously going to be a bit more of a challenge in my head. I think Melbourne are a better team. Obviously, everyone does, but that's sort of the, the little bit more tension. But I think the overall feeling, which not that it wasn't there last week, but last week was just kind of like this calm, I'm just here to take in the experience. I'm just excited. Having felt everything that we felt last week, seeing the crowd, having that mm. moment. I just want more of them and I just want it to never stop. So I just can't wait to get to the G. It's going to be very exciting. Now I'm only, it's, it's not even like a little rant. It was just, I'm not going to get into the Maynard Brayshaw discussion because too much, but I was no. just like, I went into the game just like, okay, let's beat Melbourne, whatever. Like I, I don't have too many positive or negative feelings towards them, but I just thought the carry on from the Melbourne camp, whether that's fans, whether that's the actual players or what's getting leaked out, all week was just like, oh, my God, can you boys just stop sucking? Bloke comes over with flowers to apologize. Like, okay, that's just what I feel like you're probably going to do in that situation to, like, storm out of the room because, oh, he's here. I can't deal with this. And then have a sook about and leak it to the media that you're not happy and you told him to leave and, like, they just kept sooking every single Melbourne affiliate that was coming out. We just kept sooking about the Brayshaw thing to just in a nauseating level that all I was thinking all week was, oh, I just can't wait to smash these guys. Just absolutely beat them. It'll make, it says it's not going to rain. I think it will be from some tears from Melbourne that's happening right now. It's just been, just, is, that, is, that, is that what you're meant to do? Is that what you're meant to do? Do you need to do the lean back too? I'm, oh. I'm joking on that last one. I, that, was, that was a piss take out of that dickhead St. Kilda supporter. But no, I just now I feel like there's a bit more tension in it this week, which I'm excited for because I've kind of got a bit annoyed from the socials from Melbourne, whereas before this week was a bit more of just a placid, yeah, I don't mind Melbourne, so it should be a good game, whereas now I'm a bit more fiery, which is a bit of fun. But it's going to be a massive game, semi-final. It is. How Ooh. about this? First semi-final on the pod. It's about time Crazy. we win a semi-final, Lockie, because I want to be back here next week talking about another win. But that is going to wrap up this episode. Let me know your thoughts on everything we've covered, on thoughts on the team changes, who yes. is going to be the ones to kick goals in the forward line this week. What are your little changes in there? What do you have to worry about from Melbourne? How are we going to win this game? And who is the unsung hero. That's what I want to know. But we'll be back here talking about it next week after we've beaten the Demons in another massive, massive finals game. Up the baggers. See you guys next time.